Good morning, and thanks so much for tuning in today. Whether you're enjoying your morning coffee, getting ready to go on a hike, or headed to breakfast at one of our many chamber member restaurants, we appreciate that you're joining us for Profiles in Business. This is our opportunity to talk business and highlight what's happening in our community. Today is a special edition, as this is my last Profiles in Business. So I'm excited to introduce you to Michael Guymond, who has been one of my co-hosts many times over the years, as well as our colleague Heather Wolpern, who you will get to hear from more in the very near future. So today is all about gratitude and celebration. As part of that, I want to thank our chamber members, our new members, our longtime members, and of course, our Profiles in Business show sponsors. So this morning, we want to specially thank DPR Construction, El Conquistador Tucson, El Rio Health, and Empire Southwest. These businesses are members of the Tucson Metro Chamber because they support the work we do on workforce development and talent attraction on legislative items and more, all that impact not only Tucson businesses, but our community as a whole. After all, our mission is to champion an environment where your business thrives and our community prospers. When we work together, we create change for the better through collective impact. With that, I'd like to welcome our guests this morning. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Amber. Most recently, Michael was the executive vice president of the Tucson Metro Chamber. A little known fact about Michael is he actually early in his career, about 20 years ago, was with the chamber back then. So even if you keep that number in there, surprisingly, he still would not have been the longest tenured chamber employee. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Michael has been named interim CEO as I transition out of the organization and start exploring our community more and looking for a little change of scenery right here in Tucson and different opportunities. So welcome, Michael. Thanks so much, Amber. Uh, it's great to be here. Great to have uh, been, uh, well, I guess I can call you uh, your right-hand man uh, over the last three and a half years. And just just been an honor to uh, be with you at the chamber. And I am excited about the new opportunities uh, in front of me as the, as the interim. Absolutely. You know, and one reason why I thought the timing worked for, for me to exit stage left was two things. One is we have just a phenomenal team, an absolute high-performing team of, of dedicated uh, professional employees all working the same direction to support businesses uh, like yourself. But then that team also helped us craft the chamber's first strategic plan in, gosh, I think we decided in about a decade. I think that sounds about right. Why don't we have our listeners hear a little bit more about that plan? Because, you know, it really does map out the future of the chamber while taking into consideration all of the things that we learned. And quite frankly, uh, living through COVID, uh, the pandemic while serving at the chamber, those 16, 17, 18 ongoing months of the pandemic have been one of the absolute 
largest lessons learned. Uh, so let's talk about that blue, uh, that strategic plan that we have built. Um, you know, what section of the five sections are you most excited about, Michael? To answer that, Amber, I, I think I'd have to really point to the section that relates. There's actually two sections uh, that relate to our workforce development efforts. One is that we've titled Ready Workforce. Uh, the other is the Talent Attraction and Retention Catalyst. Uh, so these two sections really are a, an offshoot of the workforce development blueprint that we very happily launched this past summer. And that blueprint has five different recommendations. And we put those five recommendations into the strategic plan. But this is uh, the reason I'm excited about this is because obviously there was a lot of work that went into building that blueprint. But this is also something that is very important to, to companies. Um, you, you know, even prior to the pandemic, we were hearing statistics that nationwide there were 7 million open positions uh, and employers all over were having difficulty finding employees, attracting employees. Um, so we knew that if we are going to grow, succeed uh, as a community, uh, we are going to have to work on these things uh, related to being uh, related to growing uh, the talent that we have here, as well as attracting the talent here. So even prior to the pandemic, these were discussions that we were having to make make sure that we as a community were being competitive. And and we're really I'm really excited uh, about that section in particular. I agree. I definitely agree. Because when I talked about you know, what have we learned during the pandemic, we were already involved in workforce development and talent attraction efforts before that. But it really highlighted how critical both of these endeavors are in the future, especially with the millions of people that left the workforce. I am hearing nonstop hiring needs across the community from our construction uh, employers, to our restaurant employers, to our hospitality employers, to our healthcare employers. Uh, just about every sector is, is touched by this aspect, this, uh, the importance of making sure that we, um, uh, that we deliver the right kind of skills, that we build the right kind of skills, uh, and that we attract the right kind of skills for all these companies uh, to continue to grow. Let's talk about another section. You know, one that certainly isn't as jazzy as the other ones that I think are really important is really chamber excellence. You know, many don't realize we are a five-star accredited chamber of commerce which means we are in the top 1% of chambers across the country, which is a huge testament. And we really go into detail on what that should look like, where our accreditation is up for renewal. Uh, um, and we really think it's important to illustrate and walk the walk and live those best practices so that we can you know, set the tone and inspire other businesses to do so and show them how we've been able to pivot and change the last few years and evolve. And, and, and some people have even said the word revolutionize the chamber. 
that section of the strategic plan really speaks to forward progress in each of those areas and, and being, of course, um, fiduciarily responsible and, and all of that good stuff. You know, that's it's such a quiet victory uh, to be recognized as a top chamber. But I think it's really important for the community to, to know that we have that really unique uh, differentiator. Well, and it, it's interesting you say, uh, you use the, the term change a lot, Amber. I mean, uh, obviously the chamber itself, the Tucson Metro Chamber is going through transition, but quite frankly, we should always be going through many transitions. The chamber is, as you uh, have mentioned many times, has been around for 125 years. But if we try to think of us as a 125 year old organization and doing things the same way that we've done them for 125 years, then shame on us. Uh, we should always be evolving. We should always be coming up with uh, innovative practices um, that help our businesses. You know, business changes and so should we. And so uh, this, this area of uh, chamber excellence, I think really points to that and talks about how we need to embrace and even uh, develop uh, these innovative practices so that we are doing what is best for the business community here in Tucson. Well said, and I completely agree. Um, it is important to innovate, innovate, innovate. And with the speed of everything that is occurring, um, if, you're, if you're not moving forward, then you're taking multiple steps backwards. So let's see, we have five sections in the strategic plan. We've talked about uh, the chamber excellence. We've talked about ready work. We've talked about talent attraction and retention. Public policy. Now that is definitely one that is close to you and I uh, as longtime government affairs folks. We have what, about <laughs> 50 years of experience between the two of us. Yeah. And as you like to point out, I carry the lion's share of those 50 years. Uh, yes, you are definitely a senior to me for sure. Uh, um, and for our listeners that can't, that may have never seen either one of us, Michael is a whole solid, what, three years older than I? Uh, yeah, a little under four years, yes. Yeah, but it's, it's a really large four years. Uh, um, <laughs> but, but with that comes experience. And, you know, like I said, we have about 50 years of government affairs between the two of us. Uh, um, and I would say that is probably the number one goal of the chamber is advocating for our members, which often does take on the role of lobbying. So what does the future look like? In 2020, last year, we, we uh, did a survey and the question was asked, ideally, what would you like to submit your chamber to do for you? Number one, local advocacy. In the summer of, of this year, uh, we went out again to our members, asked in order, uh, please name the top three greatest values the Tucson Metro Chamber can be for your organization. And the number one was influence public policy for a more business-friendly environment. We are an advocacy organization. Uh, we always should be an advocacy organization looking out for businesses, constantly talking to businesses to understand uh, the hurdles and the roadblocks that are placed in front of them and working with our city, county, state, federal governments uh, to 
to break down some of those barriers. Uh, these are things that, that are very important to, to, to chambers, uh, whether it's here, anywhere else, uh, particularly a Tucson Metro Chamber, we are, uh, we are an advocate for the business community. So to answer your question, what the future looks like, I think, and we had actually a, a really great conversation um, with uh, many of our members last week. Uh, we brought in our state lobbyist, uh, Marcus Delartino from First Strategic, and Michael Rossi, who's uh, been a longtime lobbyist here in the region. And we had a great conversation with them about how we can narrow our focus on issues that make a great impact. Um, and so, again, it's really um, sitting down with our businesses, sitting down with our leaders, uh, determining what uh, what those key focal areas are and getting, you know, and, and putting together um, from a standpoint. Um, the types of ways that we can make a positive change for the businesses in the region. Um, this is something that we should, again, be continually doing. Uh, we're very excited about this work, but but it's but for me, it's it's really narrowing that focus for the greatest impact. I absolutely agree. I mean, we have 1,500 chamber members, but there's well over 10,000 businesses in the community, and certainly one priority for one business or industry doesn't always match that of, of their peers. Uh, so I think narrowing that focus for the highest and best impact is a, an awesome strategy, you know, and something else that we changed up this year that is reflected also in the strategic plan are candid endorsements. This is such a complicated situation, and there's so many different schools of thought on this issue. But what we're really going to focus on for the future is education. You know, let the community know who these candidates are and the transparency. So often endorsements are conducted in a closed room and a list of names goes out saying, hey, we support these candidates or, or we don't support these other ones. But you know, it, it sometimes feels like a game of telephone to where you hear uh, an answer to a question one way and interpret it as such. And then that ba that's the basis of the endorsement. And then the community never really hears those backstories. Um, so I'm really proud that we've created transparency with our um, evaluations, uh, filming what those interviews are so the community can see the responses and they can gauge, you know, whether they agree or disagree. And, and that doesn't mean that the chamber is not going to endorse because that decision will certainly be made at the beginning of each year and looking at uh, what is happening with candidates, et cetera. Uh, um, but I'm really proud of the transparency we are creating and providing a higher education on the candidates and not only the candidates, but issues that are considered business issues, which I think is something that has been, uh, missing in our community as well is so often you don't connect those dots together as to why something is a is a business issue like childcare, like workforce development, um, and like infrastructure. So I think that that's you know another great highlight. So we've that's four of our different focus areas. What's that fifth one? That fifth one is growth, and that really talks to the growth in our membership. Um, the things that we do from a communication standpoint, 
the things that we do from a member services standpoint, uh, the things that we do to really help uh, our sales director, uh, Carrie Gilchrist, and give her the tools um, so that when she's talking to potential members, uh, she has a good grasp on the types of programs, the types of initiatives, um, and the types of positive things that we are doing for the community. Um, so it makes it, uh, it makes her job easier uh, to sell um, to, uh, to those new potential members. Some of it is, is uh, talking about brand recognition, um, really enhancing particularly our brand throughout the community. Uh, talks about one of your favorite subjects, which is uh, increasing um, SEOs, search engine optimization. And I'll let you say it because I know it's your favorite word. Googleability. Thank you. So it talks to a lot of that uh, in terms of making sure that our communications is meshing with our member services so that we're providing the right type of information. Um, and, it's, and it's then, of course, meshing with um, everything that, that Carrie does when she tries to sell new members. So, so it's, it's really uh, putting a finer point on all of our resources within the chamber, all of our programs within ch in the chamber, uh, coordinating all of that uh, and making it seamless, um, getting that information out to the, to the members and encouraging uh, businesses to join because we think that we can give them a great return on investment. There's so much happening at the chamber. I am so proud to leave the organization in such capable hands. And of course, we can't forget there's 27 board members as well that are right there helping us along the way. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, this is probably the most opportune time to say, Amber, that uh, you should be extremely proud of what you have accomplished over the last three and a half years. Uh, what the chamber looked like uh, three and a half years ago is very different what it looks like today. Uh, we are on extremely strong financial footing. Uh, you know, we, we moved uh, for the first time in 40 years. Uh, we moved from, uh, you know, I kind of like to joke that when you entered our building that was built in 1980, like you walked into 1980. Uh, and so <laughs> we, we moved from, from that building that we were there for 40 years into a new sleek and modern space that's more in the heart of downtown, uh, kitty corner from the AC Marriott Hotel. That, that really helped um, our financial situation because we were able to sell that building and, and, and really you know, create a reserve account and create things that will help us um, from a financial standpoint, um, you know, help us into the future. Um, so that, uh, in addition to the strategic plan, in addition to the workforce blueprint, uh, in addition to the team that you mentioned earlier that you have built, um, I think you have a lot to be proud of, Amber, and um, you're leaving this organization in not only good hands because of the team, but also in, in great standing, uh, where we have exceeded our goals in new members, we've exceeded our goals in retaining members, um, so there's a lot of ways that we are we are a stronger chamber now um, than we were three and a half years ago. You know, I, I'd like to disagree with you, but I simply cannot. Um, it has <laughs> been it's been an awesome journey and something that many people have heard me say before is some people have 30 years of experience and others get have 30 experiences in a year. I think that that is very true for for many uh, that have been running businesses through the pandemic or schools or, or you know, serving in a, as an elected official. 
Um, but definitely, I would say that has been the case with the chamber. It's an organization. It's 125 years old. I mean, so it's not real surprising and it's not anything negative that it, it needed to be updated. It's simply 125 year old organization. Of course, it needed a facelift and um, to modernize and innovate just like any other business with that kind of uh, long history and legacy. And I'm proud that I, I believe I was the right person at the right time. I opened this up talking about this as a celebration because it is. It, it is the close of a chapter uh, in so many ways, which simply means that it's the opening of another chapter. You know, and we're going to be closing a few chapters over the next few months, actually. We just celebrated our Copper Cactus Awards uh, this past weekend. And I cannot leave the organization without saying a special congratulations to Shirley Wilka. Uh, Shirley, for member um, through the years, that's the one consistent name that they all know. And that is because Shirley will be retiring from the chamber in March after being there 50 years. It was 50 years on October 1st of when she started her chamber career. And that is, again, monumental and a huge congratulations to Shirley. Yeah, as you mentioned, Amber, I was here in 1997. Uh, it was my first job out of college. Uh, I was the assistant vice president of governmental affairs. Uh, I think everyone in the office was a vice president <laughs> at that time, uh, just the way the, the titles were awarded. But um, uh, but it was it was a great job. But uh, and and really, you know, introduced me to a lot of things uh, important to to businesses and business community. Um, but uh, who was there helping me? Who was there guiding me? Who was there sort of uh, initiating me into the, the world of the chamber, well, that was Shirley Wilka. The, the thing I, one of the thing, funny things I remember the most is that uh, we used to have to provide a weekly report to the board. And believe it or not, we would have to type it, print it, hand it to her. She would cut them out, paste them on a single sheet of paper. So it was literally cutting and pasting and faxing it to the board. Um, so they would understand and, and, and uh, hear about what we were working on the chamber every single week. Uh, and she was, uh, she was sort of the den mother uh, going to all the, all the VPs saying, okay, have you turned in your weekly report? Uh, but uh, it's one of my sort of fondest memories. And um, she has been an institution here and, and someone a lot of people have counted on over the years. And just that level of loyalty is just not seen um, anymore. So, you know, congratulations to Shirley, absolutely. Um, congratulations to all of the finalists and Copper Cactus Awards winners. It's such a positive celebratory experience and I love learning about businesses that I might not otherwise have had the pleasure to hear about. And, and really, again, this is what the Chamber's about, celebrating businesses and lifting them up. And that is truly the theme moving into the strategic plan is for the chamber to be influencing businesses in all of these different ways, whether that is providing that opportunity for celebration 
and highlighting them, making that key introduction to customers, clients, potential partners, or even those introductions to government officials, highlighting you know these issues and problems that they might be having. So, you know, I am proud to hand the reins over to Michael, and I'm excited for the future of this morning radio show. Michael, you want to kind of talk a little bit about that? You bet. Um, so uh, thank you, Amber. Thank you again for everything that you've done for me, everything you've done for the Chamber. Uh, as you mentioned, this is the last Profiles in Business, and this is transitioning into the business of. And Heather Wilpern, our Director of Communications, she is going to be leading uh, those discussions. So Heather, could you tell us a little bit more about uh, the business of? Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, I actually had about six episodes of the business of recorded pre-pandemic. And then uh, since we weren't shooting in the studio anymore, that kind of you know fell by the wayside a bit. But now we're going to resurrect it a bit. So I'm excited. And, uh, you know, I'm a storyteller and I love just hearing what people are up to. So this is going to give our members a platform to share their business services, their products, their events, really anything they want to talk about. And uh, everything will be from a business perspective. And the business of will always have a theme. Uh, Some of the past themes have been the business of play, where we had uh, Tucson Parks and Rec and the Children's Museum. We've had uh, nonprofits talking about the business of giving or estheticians talking about the business of beauty, all sorts of things. So I'm excited just to really give our members a further opportunity to get their names out there. And along those lines, we're also, of course, looking for sponsors. It's something really affordable, just $250 to have a perfect plug for your business while I'm doing the interview with the business of. So if anyone's interested in that, they can find me on the Tucson Metro Chamber uh, staff page. They can reach out. Or if they'd like to be interviewed, uh, we'll have these weekly interviews the same time, Sunday mornings at 730. So I'm definitely open to hearing from people. I think it'll be fun. But yes, to Amber, though, you've been such an incredible leader. I've learned so much and I'll miss you, especially all of our team's chats, <laughs> but I know <laughs> you're still in my life, so I'm not going to worry about it too much. Absolutely. Working with the team was by far the greatest pleasure. The team that Amber built. Right. I believe there's well, a song similar to that. Well, it is the arsenal of awesome people is what one person said. And I did see that arsenal of awesome people. And absolutely, when you look at that staff page today, um, it is definitely an arsenal of awesome people. Cheers to that. Cheers to that indeed. Well, thank you all very much for listening. Uh, This is, as we said, the last Profiles in Business. We appreciate everyone who has Uh, been along this journey with us. Uh, By now, you've probably finished your cup of coffee. Maybe you've finished going on that hike. Uh, But we encourage you, as we've discussed, to check out our website at tucsonchamber.org. If you want to read more about our blueprint and the great things that we're doing in workforce development, check out that at tucsonchamber.org slash blueprint. And as always, let's try to keep Tucson cooking.
And you can go to keeptucsoncooking.com to learn about the great restaurants that are involved in the chambers and the chamber and the deals uh, that, uh, that they're offering. So for on behalf of Amber, myself, Heather, thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.